We are back. Big Ugly. Dirty Mike. Oh, man. It is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yep. Oh, man, a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling, on the indie circuit, on the main circuits. A lot going on in the world in general. Big Ugly, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Uh, fresh off of going to my first um, indie wrestling promotion, oh. EWA Faith No More 2. So that was pretty fun. I will say this, all right, for everybody. Here's a guy like myself, only grew up ever watching WWE, WCW, you guys know. Um, never been to an indie wrestling promotion my first time. And I got to say, I, I had a great time. And I'm not just putting it over just because, you know, we, we talk about EWA and we're partnering with them. Like, I actually enjoyed myself. I thought the stories was great. I thought the wrestling matches were great. Um, it was just a great show, a, a great time. I think the crowd that go there, you know, they, they keep it amped up. They're really into it. It's almost like, you know what it reminds you of? It reminds you of that energy if you go to, like, college games, how it's yes. way more fun. <clears throat> Everybody's so serious about and passionate about what they're doing and what they're watching. Um, it just has that high-level energy, man. So I encourage everybody. If you have not been to an indie promotion yet, you need to get out here and go support these uh, these indie promotions because they put on fantastic shows. The WWE, not the only promotion out here, man. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely get out there. If you're in Baltimore, I recommend EWA. Wow, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. And that's that's a shoot. Yeah, that, that's that, right that, there. That's real. That's coming from a guy that only watches WWE. So yeah, not anymore. Now you are uh, you are I'm sure just engrossed in these storylines, and now uh, we're gonna talk about that. You are engrossed in everything that's happening. So um, let's uh, thank you. Wow, I'm just a little bit floored. That's that's yeah. fantastic. That's great stuff. Listen. EWA, we're going to talk about that, um, but we're also going to talk about the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We are back for uh, another run, and it's fantastic. Thank you for following us on SoundCloud, um, and we're going to have some more outlets out there pretty soon where you can find our podcast. YouTube's one of them. Um, we're going to have some more. You can email us at dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Please do, because that's where we can give you a lot of information. Um, like us, follow us, because like we said, we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. Yes, and the Big Ugly is a fan of EWA. Yes. And thank you to my man Jack Hash for giving us some tips that we're about to uh, take this thing even further and uh, get out to a wider audience. That's right, um, Jack over there Hash. At, at Shooting Star Cast, so we appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, Baltimore Post Examiner, Jack Hash, uh, puts up some great uh, reviews and overlays of EWA and a lot of other news information out there. So thank you, Jack. Uh, that's fantastic. So uh, as we mentioned, we are a partner with uh, EWA Pro Wrestling. Um, and you can find that on Facebook. Also, find EWA Ringside on Facebook. And also, EWA has a new up-and-coming roster of superstars, and it's going to be called the Ringside Roster, which is great. So, lots of people getting in, lots of experience. You can find us on Twitter at EWA Maryland, Instagram EWA Maryland. Um, also, we're partnered with CZW Studios. We got some new events uploaded on CZW Studios. Um, CZW, another great uh, wrestling promotion, and they have partnered with us. So if you check out CZW Studios, you can check out all kinds of EWA content. So check that out. And also, the EWA, uh, 
there's a lot to talk about about EWA, and you know this after Faith No More too. Yeah, that was a great show. Um, a lot happened. Uh, I mean, what happened at the end has gone viral. So. Um, yeah, and we're gonna get to that because yeah. that's um, that that you know, for a shoot, that was that was messed up. Yeah, and uh, I was right in the middle of it, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, the EWA Pain Factory. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. That is a place where you can have a free tryout to be the next professional wrestler, uh, manager, referee, valet, commentator, ring announcer, but don't take my job, thank you. Um, you know, you can learn the pro wrestling business and a free tryout. Make sure to check that out. Um, there's more information about all of that at EWAMaryland.com. And as we mentioned before, you can have your birthday party there, Big Ugly. Hey, I, when I turn, uh, when a big ugly turns uh, 18 next year. 18? 18, yes. For my 18th birthday, I will be at the <laughs> EWA <laughs> Pain Factory. Oh, man, that's right. And and all ages, you could be turning 18, you could be turning 8, you could be turning 80. It doesn't matter. All ages, you can come out, have your birthday party there. You can get in the ring, you can mess around. We will put on a show for you. It is fantastic. Again, more information at EWAMaryland.com. This is going to turn into the EWA segment of this show. Um, so thank you for all of the listeners who um, are listening for EWA and also listening for um, what we do talking about pro wrestling. Um, but I want to talk about also our next show coming up is called Summer Sizzler. It's going to be hot. Um, it's on a Friday night this time, Big Ugly. Um July 29th, 8 p.m. bell time at Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. And tickets are on sale right now at EWAMaryland.com. So, Big Ugly, Faith No More 2, you were there. Um, you had a, uh, a great view, great seat, $15 ringside, $12 general admission. Um, we'll get to the end. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's, it's a big elephant in the room. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Ray C. Hawkins, we're going to talk about that, but tell me your overall, I mean, you gave us a great endorsement a little earlier. <laughs> tell me what else stood out from that show for you, Big O. All right, so uh, what stood out, um, I'm going to say best match of the night, mm. in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. the uh, Maryland EWA championship oh, match. Oh, yes, yes. With you, Now, guys, obviously this was my first show. I don't know everybody, so Mike's got to help me out with the names. Please tell me the names. Okay. Gentlemen, I'm gonna put on this fantastic uh, gentlemen and ladies, actually. And ladies, yes. So it was the EWA Maryland champion, hashtag Pat Anthony, uh, with his social media ambassador Violet. Uh, and they went up, a, <laughs> that, that's right, that is yeah. absolutely right. You know, you heard me introduce yeah. him 2,200 yeah. followers worldwide on all social media platforms. Um, yeah, I, I had two whole index cards for him. Um, and they went up against uh, one of the newest up-and-coming superstars in EWA, Jason Drake. And um, his manager, his valet, his girlfriend, Miss Rizzo. Um, and I've known Rizzo from a lot of different uh, wrestling promotions. Uh, she is a handful, to say the least. Definitely. Um, so, match of the she night. She pulled huh? the ref. She, wh- she pulled the ref. <laughs> you know, she is not afraid to get her hands dirty. And uh, I, I do know that uh, both of those factions, uh, hashtag Pat Anthony and Violet, also Jason Drake and Miss Rizzo, they want to be on the podcast. I don't know about all at the same time. We could have a, a mixed tag team war on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those are some guests that we want to have uh, later on down the road. Definitely. So uh, tell me about that match of the night. 
Yeah, I think it was match of the night. Uh, everything from the uh, the introductions. Uh, when hashtag Pat, Pat Anthony came out, he actually almost got into it with uh, one of the spectators at ringside, which was pretty cool. Not uncommon yeah, not- <laughs> for hashtag Pat Anthony, but absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, the match was the match was fantastic. I love the way um, the uh, Valley's got involved in the match. Like I said, pulling the refs. So I, I just thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. Uh, cat yeah, fight. Actually. Yeah, it was a cat fight. Yeah, goddamn <laughs> cat fight. Yeah. So I thought it was good, man. Absolutely, I agree with you. Match of the night, um, candidate for match of the year, uh, more than likely in EWA. It was a great match. Um, I want to point out uh, later on in this podcast. Uh, we are actually going to have an interview with a new up-and-coming tag team in the EWA. And I think you know what I'm talking about here. We're talking about Sean Wayman. We're talking about Mason Walls. We're talking about the gun show. The you gun got show. you got your tickets? Um, yeah. You got your I tickets got, to the gun show? I got my tickets to the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're going to be talking to them later on in this podcast. Uh, that was another... Big standout match, you know, they, uh, and we'll talk about that later with them, but they had a big standout match, their EWA debut, actually, um, and there was a lot of things, one more thing I want to point out here, okay, um, Desert Storm, uh, you know this, uh, we had him on the podcast hey, not too long ago, love Desert Storm, um, yeah, I, I know you do, you're a Desert Storm fan, so that, that, that Lumberjack match was, was great, too, that's, I, uh, I mean, when those guys come out, uh, Storm and Cruz with That's the right. chapstick, and <laughs> they're toasting with their chapsticks, they, I, I can't get enough of those guys, man. They, Desert Storm and Apollo <laughs> Cruz, they actually uh, kept and retained the EWA Tag Team Championships over um, the Dark Horses, and we're going to get into them a little bit later on as well. But a lumberjack match, a lot of great action, back and forth, um, and the horses could not win the match. However, they demanded from EWA owner Jim Christian after the match was over that they get a rematch immediately, that they were screwed out of the titles again. Jim Christian didn't give it to him. This will come into play later on when we talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, but also, yes, Storm and Cruz. I, I wanted to say, and I, if I didn't mention this earlier with hashtag Pat Anthony, uh, he did retain um, the Maryland championship. But I got to tell you, the show Mr. Jones uh, got involved all night long. Uh, pretty much every match, every segment, the show Mr. Jones, you heard the music pop. He came in, left out of different parts of the arena. This guy wants to make an impact in EWA. What do you think about the show Mr. Jones? <laughs> this guy, I mean, the guy's hilarious. I hear the, uh, the Drake music hit, and then he comes out of nowhere. He interferes and then runs through the crowd. Security's chasing him all night. All <laughs> night. <laughs> Literally all night, because it was about every single match he came out at some point, and, and just like was just messing with people. So I thought I thought it was fun, man. He, he's he's a funny guy. Funny yeah, guy. he's a, he's a funny guy. Um, but I, I, gotta, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about him after um, like later on in the night. I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, early on it was like fun and games, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, let's get to that. Um, you know, a lot, lot of great action on Faith No More too. You can find all of the information, all of the, all of the results at uh, EWAMaryland.com. Also, EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook, EWA Ringside on Facebook. And uh, check these guys out also, Wrestling in Maryland. They take great pictures. Uh, they were there documenting the event, uh, Wrestling in Maryland on Facebook, and also Big League Photography. Uh, you can check all of that out on Facebook. Uh, great stuff, great pictures, but uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, for those of you who did see it, for those of you who didn't see it, 
Um, there is a video going viral all over Facebook, all over the internet. Um, and again, I, I, I was there and I, I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I, I'm involved in pro wrestling, but this is, uh, this was pushing it. This is, this is pushing the envelope. Okay. So at the end of the night, uh, Joey Badami faced TJ Sykes, who was on our podcast last week, uh, or last time I should say. And it was for the EWA heavyweight championship. TJ Sykes, uh, is the current champion. Now, a lot of things went down. Referee got knocked out. TJ, un- uncharacteristically, looked like he was going to take a cheap win. Um, and actually, he ended up taking a cheap win uh, after, you know, Joey Badami got knocked and out. And that didn't seem like the guy that I had just spoke to the week before, the Prince of Pop style. So, I was really shocked when I was sitting there watching that. Yeah, it's that. absolutely true. And me, me neither. I, I mean, this guy welcomed me with open arms into the EWA when I came in several years ago. Um, and I, I couldn't believe, you know, just TJ Sykes took a cheap way out. You know, why, why did he do this? How did he do this? And let's, let's bring back the show, Mr. Jones, because he came back out and then I saw something that I never thought I would see. Uh, this guy trying the show, Mr. Jones, trying to make an impact, trying to take shortcuts. TJ, Mr. Jones, high five, high five. I was like, what, what is happening now? Uh, you know, I was like, I'm the ring announcer. I'm sitting back there at the table. And I'm like, what? what is going on? Then both of them proceeded to take apart Joey Badami. He was already done. He was already out. They proceeded to take him out even more, completely. I'm like... Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, were, they were laying it on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joey Badami <laughs> yeah, was they just were laying it on. Getting, getting got, like for lack of a better term. And then, uh, okay, so the Dark Horses come out. Yes, uh, and JT Moore as well. It looks like they're going to save the day. Fantastic. Dark Horses, fan favorites, JT Moore, fan favorite. Um, you know what? No, because the Dark Horses took out JT Moore, and then high fives with TJ and Mr. Jones. What the heck? You know what I'm saying? I can't believe right. the four of these guys are together. We got to look at this logically, all right? There's no so, logic. Listen, listen. You got to look at it logically from this standpoint. The Dark Horses, I kind of understand. They got screwed. They asked for a match. They were screwed out of the match earlier on, right, with Storm and Cruz, and they wanted the rematch to happen. The owner did not make it happen. So, I mean, what do you do? You act out, right? You got to make a statement act at that out. point. Man, I'm talking about acting out. They tore apart Joey Badami, who was already done, already gone, tore apart JT Moore. You know, and Blood and Blood and Berg came back out. You know, it, we'll talk about them later on. It could have been anybody. It just so happened Joey Badami was there. Unfortunately, he had to feel the pain. So he's just an unfortunate victim of he's a casualty of war. What yes, the, you know, man, you and I might get into it here. <laughs> this is I'm heated about this. I'm upset because I mean that this is this isn't it. Obviously, you saw all this. This wasn't it. So the supremacy is what they're calling themselves. That's T.J. Sykes. That's the show, Mr. Jones. And that's the Dark Horses, the supremacy. They proceed to take everybody apart. Joey Badami, J.T. Moore, uh, John Berg, Blood, who tried to come out and help, but they couldn't. Um, also, uh, in John Berg and Blood's corner was um, Bump, who's a, a new, uh, is a ringside up-and-comer. And also Vinny Versace. Uh, out, done, gone. Uh, I mean, it, these people, there's, there's nobody to be found. The rest of the locker room, uh, you know, I don't know what's happening. 
but everybody got taken out. Now, here we go. Everybody's taken out. I'm wondering why I'm picking up all the bodies off the floor. Who's left? Who is left? Oh, Bob, wait a minute. Security actually tried to take all these guys out. And security, the Dark Horses, tried to uh, take out. Actually, they did. They ended up taking out everybody in the security force. There was nobody left. I'm not a wrestler. I'm not going to jump in that ring. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just going to get knocked out too. Who's left? Ray C. Hawkins. Now, uh, again, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get emotional about this. He, he's in a wheelchair. Obviously, he. I mean, this is this is the that, thing. Yeah, he's in a I wheelchair. Mean, that, this is no. That's, that's this is no gimmick. Yeah. That's that's real. That's real. That's he, a shoot. He, he's in a he's in a he wheelchair is, for sure. Uh, yeah. A handicapped individual. Yeah. That's real. Um, he is one of the biggest supporters of the EWA. You know, when we came up with the term EWA country, he is the center of that. You know, he's the man. That's why, you know, he's been involved in uh, so many EWA uh, moments. You can catch him in the crowd. You can catch him coming around to EWA events. He's, you know, he is such an EWA supporter. And... He was there to support Blood and support Berg, you know, and to support the EWA. Because they even ride on his wheelchair. That's right. They ride on his wheelchair. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's pretty cool, yeah. But when everybody's knocked out and Ray is all alone, TJ calls for Ray to come into the ring. Now, think about this. This guy's handicapped. He can't get into the ring. But what happens? He actually gets taken out of his motorized wheelchair. That is basically his life, his support. You know what I'm saying? Dark Horses and Mr. Jones bring him into the ring. Bring him into the ring. This guy shouldn't be in the ring. Shouldn't be anywhere near the ring. And then they put him in a... He's not a part of it. He's not a part of showing that capacity. No. He not be in the ring. He, he doesn't belong there, so... Uh, he, he, uh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is... Okay. I, just telling the Dirty Ugly Wrestling uh, podcast people. I said they brought him in the ring. Mm-hmm. They put him in a standard wheelchair that was in the ring that they brought into the ring. Um, and they actually, you know, rolled him around a little bit. They were yelling at him. They were mocking him. Um, all four people in supremacy were just putting him down, especially TJ. Then TJ with the ultimate sign of disrespect, he said, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you get out of here. If you can get up out of that chair and walk out of here. And I'm watching this. I'm listening to this at ringside. I'm trying to pick up all the bodies. I can't do it. And I'm like, what, what did you just say to him? Are you serious? Ray knows he can't get up. He can't get up. He can't get up. Everybody there knows Ray can't get up. I, and TJ uh, just. If you're watching. Uh, like I said, my first time going, Ray, he, he's actually in a wheelchair. He's actually handicapped. He, he's not getting up from the wheelchair. No, it's like, this, this is real. I'm like, what? what is happening right now? Like, the, the, the professional wrestling show just went out the window. Like, this is ridiculous. And Ray being you know, strong-willed as he is, you know, great heart. He's actually struggling and shaking and knowing he can't get up. Everybody knows he can't get up, and he's trying to just just bulk up himself and trying to get out of that chair. And the next thing you know, TJ Sykes super kicks Ray in the face, knocks him completely out, and then, as even more of a sign of disrespect, the Dark Horses actually pulled him out of the wheelchair and, you know, left him laying on the ground. Like, I mean, come on. At this point, I had had enough. I couldn't get anybody else up on on the outside of the ring. I ran back into the locker room to see who was back there, anybody else was back there. Um, 
And then apparently they were hearing what was going on. They were seeing what was happening on the monitors. Nobody thought that TJ would take this this far. Nobody. But the locker room emptied. I mean, you know, pretty much everybody else in that locker room came running out um, just to stop this. And it turned into chaos. Luckily, we got TJ out of the building. We got the supremacy out of the building. Just got him away from the whole situation. EMTs came in there. Man, yeah. We had EMTs come out. Yeah. Um, and they actually checked on Ray to make sure he was alive, right. first of all. Um, and then, you know, actually ended up putting him on the backboard getting him on the backboard, getting him on the stretcher, and getting him out of there. Yeah. I mean, I could say, you know, I as I said before, like, I give EWA a huge endorsement. Um, I thought overall the show was fun. Um, I just don't expect to see things like that when I go to uh, a wrestling show. Um, and, I mean, you know, me and you talked about it, and, you know, when, you know, I heard about Ray and that, you know, he legit is wearing a, a neck brace now. You know, he, he did um, get hurt from that. Um, like I said, nobody saw that coming. Uh, was not – was not planned, was not expected. And, um, you know, it, it's just something I hope not to see again, you know, because TJ, when, when I think, I'm just like, why would he go that far? Like, why why did he do any of what he did for me? It's just my question. Yeah, The, the, the Dark Horses, I, I kind of understood why Joey Badami had to get it. But what TJ did, I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, that was, that was uh, a step too far, a big step too far. Dark Horses being angry that they keep getting screwed out of the titles that's one thing you know um going after a wrestler that's another thing you know but going after racy hawkins who is absolutely defenseless like you know absolutely i just i couldn't believe it the locker room emptied like i said um we got ray out of there yes he is wearing a neck brace now um he was released uh from the hospital um within a day or two which was great to hear um, we're going to have more updates on Ray C. Hawkins, uh, again, at EWA uh, Pro Wrestling on Facebook and also EWA Ringside on Facebook and EWAMaryland.com. Um, I want to see Ray back, but I'm scared for Ray to come back. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see him around and then have the Supremacy do something stupid. Well, I mean, the question, what I'm wondering is, how is the Supremacy ever going to get back into the building <laughs> after what happened? Because... Uh, I mean, I, the locker room literally empty. <laughs> yeah. You saw everybody come out of there, including the owner. It it was pretty serious. So I, I don't know how they're even going to get back into the building is, is the question. I, I don't have a clue. Now, now, I can say that all four of them, uh, TJ Sykes, who is still the EWA heavyweight champion, which I am absolutely disgusted with, um, Dark Horses and the show Mr. Jones, um, they've been blowing it up on social media. Now, we haven't seen them out and about in public. They haven't been, you know, down at the training facility. They haven't been at Tall Cedars Hall. You know, they're keeping behind. Obviously, they know they got a target on them. They got bullseyes on them, all of them. Um, so, like, legit, haven't seen them. But heard a lot of them. They're they all over the Internet um, because they love sharing and posting and, and, and showing different pictures of this kick and videos and everything like that. Um I have been, you know, on a campaign of hashtag get well Ray, you know, because I want him to be better. He might be released from the hospital, but he's still hurt. Absolutely. And his pride he's wearing is a still brace. hurt, yeah. you know. And if this is what we do to the people in the EWA country, you're like, you just never know. Um, so I encourage people to get behind Ray, get yeah. well Ray, yeah. uh, hashtag get well Ray. Also, I encourage people to get with this hashtag down with supremacy you know um desert storm was one of the guys that came out 
after this whole thing was over, when uh, Ray got kicked in the face, and he came in the ring to make sure that nothing else happened. Now, I've had my problems with Desert Storm over the years. I know that's your boy. That's my boy. But he actually, you know, showed a little bit of compassion there. So did Apollo Crews, um, who was one of the most respected people in, in the company as well. Um, so... You just don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, and I'm part of the company. I have no idea. But all I know is sometime in June, there's going to be a free practice session. Uh, we had one, you know, in uh, April. It was fantastic. We're going to have another one in June, so make sure to catch up on that. When we make a Facebook event, join it, um, share it, follow it, like it. But the reason being is because I want to see what's going to happen next. And I want to see Racy Hawkins come back. But if he does... When he does, if he does, uh, you know, want to make sure that he's very well protected. You know what I mean? And also, uh, you know, the big shows. You know, Summer Sizzler coming up Friday, July 29th. I, I mean, I know it's going to happen, but what will happen? Will Supremacy be able to even get into the building? I don't want to announce these guys. I don't want to have anything to do with these guys. Um, so, what, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, how do you see this playing out? Um, how do you see this? Number one, uh, get better security. All right. Yeah, you know. All right. Yeah. All right. Go on. <laughs> so definitely because they got ran through. Okay. Um, and uh, first of all, they're gonna have to sneak into a building. They're gonna be like Mr. Jones all night. All right, oh. sneaking into the building. Um, you know, potentially getting chased off. You know, but the the issue is, you know, how is the crowd gonna react? Because uh, it was pretty ruckus in there after that happened. You know, it was. It got kind of crazy, you know what it, I mean? It did. People, people were genuinely concerned, and should be, um, because you know things like that don't happen, shouldn't happen. Yeah, there were people screaming, yeah, people crying, so, kids crying, right. adults crying. Yeah. You know exactly. So um, you you just don't see this kind of stuff happen. Um, like kids were there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is professional wrestling. You don't you don't see this kind of stuff. So um, it, it's gonna be crazy. I'm gonna go to Summer Sizzler. Um, you know, because honestly, I'm ready. I'm ready to see them get their ass whooped. So, <laughs> and I hope they do. Yeah. Um, and we, as we talked a little earlier, we got a lot of other stuff going on in EWA. We got the Maryland Championship picture. We got the Tag Team Championship picture. You know, um, we got the Cruiserweight Championship picture. Uh, Wes Mercer, legendary Super Cruiserweight, um, the only four-time Cruiserweight Champion in EWA history. He kept his title. So, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we talked about storylines, a lot of stuff, but I tell you what, this Racy Hawkins thing, this is this is a shoot, man. This is ridiculous. This is I've never seen anything like this, and I I am genuinely concerned, but I'm also genuinely excited to see what else happens in the EWA because it is such a you know a great promotion to watch, a great promotion to be a part of, and I invite you all out there. Now I want to just put this disclaimer. Go, ahead, uh, you know, if you're on the other side of the guardrail, you don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, Ray, Ray C. Hawkins was invited on the inside of the guardrail and he paid for it and he paid for it in a big way. But if you're on the other, you, the fans are safe. You know what I'm saying? The EWA country is safe. Um, we, not only security, but guardrails and, you know, all of us in the EWA, we're going to make sure our fans are happy and safe. So I just want to put that out there. Um, I, I guess my question would be, yes, why do you think I, I kind of put my opinion on why I think the dark horses Went this route. You did. Um, why do you think TJ has gone the way he's gone on this? Man, um, that's a good question. The, the why? To do something so drastic. I mean, you know, he, he had the Dark Horses be able to security. They already, you know, laid out Joey Badami. So, 
um, you know, why why take it this far? You know what I mean? Like, why why do you think like I was he thought that was a good idea, or you know, it, like what do you have to prove that? I mean, he tried to hurt a handicapped person. Like, I don't the, get it. And this is what we talked about with him on the podcast. You know what what's and this is kind of where we felt him kind of changing. You know, I know you're newer to the EWA, but I kind of felt a little bit of a difference in TJ. I didn't know why. I felt something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. it fear. He is afraid. And you know what? I might be have a bullseye on my back after I say this, but you know what? It's out there, and you know I'm not going to be afraid to tell you know tell TJ you know how I feel about him when I see him because I'm going to have to interview him. I'm going to have to introduce him. Uh, he's he's afraid, and he even said it. So I mean, he said it himself. He's afraid, but the things he's afraid of. He's afraid of losing the title. He's afraid of losing his shot. He's afraid of losing his spot. Um, and I think he's just overall, like, by himself, you know, he's had a, a couple of personal, you know, deals with, you know, um, valets and managers and things like that, you know. But by himself, with all of this coming up in EWA, with this new ringside roster, with all of the great things happening in EWA, he's got a target on his back because he's a champion. Now he's got help. So he's a coward. I man, you know, TJ Sykes has shown a lot of things over the years, but that that kick in the face to Racy Hawkins is an ultimate act of cowardice because that is a defenseless, handicapped human being, and there was no reason for that whatsoever. Yeah, okay, they can take out half of a locker room of wrestlers. Oh, that's great. Oh, they can take out a security force. Now, okay, get new security. I get that, but. You don't you don't do that. So you don't do that to a guy like Racy Hawkins. So coward, you know he I, he might hunt me down for saying this, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll say it for you. He's a coward. Yeah, but I got I'm going to have to be the one that's eventually going to find him sneaking in the building, possibly. So uh, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not a wrestler, so that's not why I did not get in the ring to get my head taken off. Because I mean, I'm not going to be any kind of help to Racy Hawkins or anybody else. So. Hopefully, when I was able to run back and, you know, just make sure the locker room was going to come out um, and the locker room came out when it did. But, yeah, he's, he's a coward. I, you know, and I know we talked a lot about this, so we appreciate you guys listening. Um, it's just a big, you know, story in professional wrestling right now. It's big news. The, the, the big story, the big headlines, that's what's going on. Um, so, I, uh, I think we can, we can get off of this for now. But Because right. uh, I'm going to get worked up. <laughs> Ugly, I'm going to get worked up. I can up. already see you getting worked up. I mean, I, get well, Ray, hashtag get well, Ray. And, you know, to find out more uh, about what's going on with Ray and to follow the get well, Ray story. And also to, if you want to see and hear what the supremacy is doing, because they're making a lot of noise online, um, go to Facebook at EWA Pro Wrestling. Go to Facebook at EWA Ringside. Check us out on Instagram and uh, Twitter and also at EWAMaryland.com. And Summer Sizzler, I tell you what, on Friday, July 29th, we're going to have some more security. We're going to have things locked down, you know, to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. But you never know what's going to happen with Supremacy. You never know what's going to happen with EWA. Um, It's an exciting company to be a part of, but right now, TJ Sykes, you can go to hell. Straight to hell. Well, you heard it first from uh, Dirty Mike here. TJ Sykes, Prince of Pop Style, go to hell.
All right, so that was Karamia by the one and only Hall of Famer of the WWE, Nikolai Volkov. Now, this was suggested to me by one of our Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners. Um, thank you, uh, Jam and Jason. Thank you very much for that. Um, you know, Nikolai lives in the neighborhood. You know, he's not too far away. And I've, I've mentioned this. If Nikolai Volkov, if you're listening, if you get wind of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, if you would like to um, be involved in the switching of segments, whatever you want to do, I will definitely put out there where you're going in the independent wrestling world, what you're doing, uh, because you have merchandise to sell, and you are a Hall of Famer. (laughs) So, uh, uh, real quick, Big Ugly, how do you feel about Nikolai Volkov? Tell me what your thoughts are. Um, Do you want him on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast? I want Nikolai Volkov on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) I mean, I don't understand why he's not on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. He's here in Baltimore. That's right. We're here in Baltimore. That's right. He's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talk wrestling. We do. Which means he talks wrestling. He sure does. Which means he needs to be sitting at the table (laughs) with Dirty Mike and the Big Ugly. Talking wrestling. That's right. Because that's what we do. And he was at the EWA last year. I mean, he was there. Um, Yeah, he does. He needs to be here. So, I'll tell you what. Nikolai, we love you, buddy. Come on out. like any self-respecting researcher, I have looked him up online. Okay. And what website do we go to? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Which says his residence is in Glenarm, Maryland. That's right. That's not far from here. It's not far at all. I'm still. I'm trying to figure out why we haven't made this happen. Now, 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 we're, we're we are recording in the mansion. That that's what this place is called. It's the mansion. Uh, you know, Stone Cold. God bless him. You know, we appreciate you. You know, he's at the Broken Skull Ranch. You know, three sixteen Gimmick Street. That's where he. Yeah. That's where he does. Um, so, swig of water. Swig, swig of water, water for the working man. Mm. And a swig of a frosty too, because uh, I got to put Wendy's over. Uh, Wendy's makes some great Frosties, and Rita's Italian Ice makes some good Misto Shakes and Gelatis. You know what? People should be paying us for this, Big Ugly. You know, we're putting people out there. People should be paying us for this. Oh, we, we, just, we, need, we need to stop until people start paying us. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just yeah. put it out there. And we have the choice whether to upload this or not. But you know what I'm saying? Man. Man, yeah, we'll, I'm sorry. Maybe we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> maybe we will. Yeah. But it's funny, though. But anyway, um, I'll tell you what. Later on in this podcast, or we might have to break this up into two podcasts. I just want to put this out there, what we're doing. Um, we will be talking to uh, EWA tag team who debuted not too long ago, The Gun Show. We'll talk to them. Uh, Mason Walls, Sean Wayman. But we're also going to talk about, we're going to get into WWE a little bit. You know, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Um, Extreme Rules is coming up pretty soon. We're going to talk about that. And also, and there's another NXT TakeOver coming up soon. So, um, you might hear some previews. You might hear some reviews, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Big Ugly, uh, tell me your thoughts uh, real quick before we segue um, about Extreme Rules or NXT TakeOver. Or both. Um, Just quick thoughts. NXT TakeOver, uh, I like NXT, so let's talk about NXT. Um I actually have no idea who's wrestling. Who's on the card? Let me tell you what. They they haven't really put anything out there yet except one match. And it is a rematch, once again, for the NXT Championship. It is now Samoa Joe, who is the champion, yeah. taking on Finn Balor. Now, we've seen this match a lot of times. We've seen it a lot of times. Um, 
do I really want to see it again? Ah, may I give you something that you might want to see? Okay. Okay, so there is a stipulation now involved in this match. There was a huge melee at an NXT live event not too long ago. And it was Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Again, another uh, situation where locker room emptied on this one. Both of them could not keep their hands off each other. Beat down, beat down, back and forth, back and forth. So now, William Regal, who is the general manager of NXT, has said that this match will be in a steel cage. First ever in NXT history, a steel cage match for the NXT Championship. Now, tell me if you want to see the match. I'm a bit hyped now. You're hyped. Yeah, See, I'm a bit hyped. I did a good job yeah, putting it over, exactly. didn't I? Exactly. So, you know what? That, I got to tell you something. That, to me right there, that's smart booking. Because it's like, here's a match that the audience have seen a bunch of times already. How do we spice it up so that people don't think, oh, wow, we're just seeing Samoa Joe and Finn Balor again? Exactly. So, you put the first ever still cage. Now, it's like people have to watch because even though we've seen cage matches so many times on the main roster, right. it's brand new to NXT, so it feels different. It you does. Know, you have to see how it's going to work in NXT. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to be into it. My guess is Finn takes the title back. Really? Samoa Joe goes to the main, to roster. The main roster. I knew you that, were going to say that. That's, that's what I'm taking on that. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. and that's very, very possible. Um, and hopefully when he goes up there, uh, and he will, it's inevitable. They're both going up there, but I think Joe will go first. Um, hopefully it'll be a good run for Joe and a good place to put some Ojo in. But you know what? In some ways, I kind of think I might want to take that back. Reason being. You is, can't take it back. Oh, I can't take it back. Damn it. Right. But tell me why. Tell me right. why. So the only reason I'm thinking is if you send Samoa Joe up or for that matter, if you send Finn Balor up, who, who's the, who's the next guys in line? It, it's like when you think of NXT, it kind of has to be along the same lines as a promotion, kind of like the main roster. Hmm. You need guys on there that are going to draw. Hmm. NXT draws money just like Raw draws money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you take, if you continue to just take a lot of these top tier guys and just put them on the main roster, you're kind of left with, you know, the lower card guys that maybe people aren't as familiar with. They aren't as well seasoned. Not that they're not good. Not that, yeah, it's not that they're not good, but just that, you know, people haven't come to know their character, their wrestling abilities yet. And so Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, like those top two guys, who do you replace those guys with? Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that you can Baron move Corbin is up. Gone. Baron Corbin is now on the main roster. Um, I tell you what, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, such as Austin Aries, such as now Eric Young, um, and you take some of the other guys that are in the NXT picture. Um, there's a whole lot of guys in that NXT picture. Um, let's see, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, you can you can move him up there. Um, there are a lot of guys that are fitting that. I don't want to call them mid carters because they're not mid carters, but they're fitting that status of they're not where Samoa Joe and Finn Balor are right now. Um, but if one of them or both of them go, you need a new place to go. So uh, some of those guys could be in line, and I think you know NXT can push a lot of them and just see where they go, see what happens. We good. So I tell you what, we're gonna come back. Uh, we're gonna talk to the Gun Show uh, from EWA, and then we're gonna have more on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast in just a minute.
And we are back with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. That's right. And we've been talking a lot about EWA on this podcast. So why don't we bring in two of the newest upstarts in the EWA, and they are a great tag team. You got your tickets, don't you? I got my tickets right <laughs> here, boy. Oh, man, I tell you what. Let's talk to Sean Wayman. Let's talk to Mason Walls. Let's talk to the gun show. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Right, man, how, how you doing? What's going on? How y'all feeling? Uh, we're feeling pretty good. We're feeling pretty good, guys. Now, uh, we're going to get you to uh, talk one at a time, if that's okay. We don't have you here at the mansion, which we, we need to get you into the mansion. You guys have an invite anytime you want to come down. So, we've been talking about EWA on this podcast, and um, it's been a great conversation. And some of it's been a little uh, dark, you know, and we'll get to that point, I'm sure. But uh, let's, uh, Sean Wayman, let's start with you. Um, yes, sir. So you guys have uh, just come into the EWA. You're, you're making a splash. You're making an impact. Uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, for the most part, I got into wrestling when I was about nine years old. I've always wanted to do it. Um, being able to break through in the EWA, uh, it's actually been very exciting thus far. Uh, I debuted this past Saturday. And it didn't really go to our liking. We didn't pick up the victory. But we did have a great match against two great EWA veterans, which it was a very, it was a, which it did turn out to be a very enjoyable experience as well. Um, besides that, like, pro wrestling's always been something that, that I've been into. Pro wrestling and fitness, uh, hence why you see the physique that I have today. But, um, <laughs> you got the guns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, um, Mason and I, we do plan. We do plan on like continuing to remain here in the EWA and to get to the top of the tag team division as well. Absolutely, and we're definitely looking forward to that. Now, uh, Mason Walls. Yes, sir. Man, you hit it, man. Right here on standby. What's going on? <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. So, uh, your partner Sean Wayman just talking about a little bit how he got into the wrestling and got into the business. Tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me. Well. Uh... For me and for everybody, really, who uh, has a passion for the business, it always starts off as a dream. You know what I mean? So I started watching uh, wrestling in 2005, actually. I'm kind of late, you know, as far as my partner is. You know, he started before me. But when I started watching 05, I got hooked. I mean, anything WWE-related back then, I was just hooked. The characters, the music, the, you know, just the, the stories they could tell. I mean, I, I saw myself doing it one day. And I said, one day, I'm going to step in there and I'm going to do it. Because, I mean, it, it's just something that, like, you know, spoke to me and it just, like, grabbed me. When I watch it, 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 it just brings me so much spice. You know what I mean? So it's just that I decided to go ahead, you know, put my money where my mouth is, get into a ring. The first time I ever took a bump, I almost passed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I almost no passed joke. out, dude. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, ever since then, it's just that, you know, it's been one day after another. And it, it just pushed me to, uh, you know, where I am today pretty much, you know what I mean, so it's just that now, this is like my livelihood, it's fun, I love it, and I want to continue doing it, with me and my partner, you know what I mean, we want to be, uh, you know, we want to be a great tag team out here, and we want to make history, you know, so I mean, I'm just all for the drive, I'm all for the roads, I'm all for the, you know, the trips, the matches, just everything, win, lose, draw, I just want to have fun, you know what I mean, and just put my all into it. Absolutely, you are all about the business, Mason Walls. Uh, that is fantastic, great information, and I tell you what, he talked about taking a bump. Uh, first of all, let yeah. me just mention, that's no trampoline. Yeah, so he cleared that up for me because I ain't never stepping in the ring. He, he's in way better shape than me. I know I just died, so I'm, I'm out. 
Yeah, yeah, we know Sean Wayman it, it said. Does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what shit did. If you take that one bump, that one bump, that first fall ever, and you've never done it before, it's gonna knock you off. You know what I mean? It's gonna like catch you off guard. Like I lost my breath. I almost passed out, and I was very, I was a lot smaller then. I mean, I'm a small guy now, but uh, I was a very small guy then when I first took it. But well, now. Uh, I, I can say I can eat him now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you may be a small guy as far as you know overall mass is concerned, but uh, the gun show. You know, you both have fantastic physiques. Uh, you both are great uh, as far as the training aspect is going. We're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that ring is no joke. Um, I tell you what, those rings. Uh, you know, those ropes. That's not ropes. That's steel cable. You know, that, that ring is no joke. Um, not at all. Uh, not at all, I tell you what. Um, let's get into the uh, the fitness and the training a little bit. Now, both of you, you know, wanted to get into the business. You came down to the EWA Pain Factory. Um, you got your free tryout initially, and then, you know, you guys came in, came all the way through the ropes, came all the way through the business, and, um, you know, actually uh, became, you know, superstars, wrestlers, and actually had your first outing i want to say it wasn't actually you know it was a free practice session i know you guys remember this and i'm going to ask you about this individually um free practice session you guys had a victory over storm crew 16 uh then they were and they still are now the ewa tag team champions and that actually got you a shot on the main roster which we're going to get to a little bit later um sean wayman tell me your feelings about not only facing the ewa tag team champions in your first you know, free practice session event ever, but also, you know, winning that match. Tell me your feelings. All right. Um, well, pretty much when we first did our entrance, um, it, it was a little bit nerve-wracking at first. Um, you, know, you know, being in front, of, in front of the EWA audience for the very first time, um, we weren't necessarily positive who we were going to face that night, but apparently it didn't happen. As everybody saw, we got attacked by the tag team champions. Um, the Dark Horses came out and made a save for us at the time, and they are actually the ones who helped, I'll say, I'll say they helped go Storm Crew 16 into giving us that match. Um, during the time of the pinfall, I was actually outside of the ring, and when I heard the recount, looked up and saw that it was Desert Storm shoulders on the mat, like, it was a really, really great experience. Like, the crowd, the crowd popped immediately. Like, we didn't expect, like, to be able to get over in that match. You know, we're thinking, okay, here we are. We're the new guys. We're facing the tag team champions. Who knows what's going to happen here? And we ended up coming out on top. And at the end of the day, like, we're thinking, okay, we can come here in our first match and we can get over the tag team champions. We know that we could get those belts around our waist, like, sometime in the near future. Uh, we know that there are some great tag teams out there. Uh, the Dark Horses, which I mentioned. Uh, the current tag team champions, Storm Crew 16. We faced, we actually faced Bloodenberg in our debut as well. So we know that there are some tough guys out there who are hungry. And they're trying to get the tag team championship as well. We're just gonna make sure that, that we're that we're ready to eat a whole lot more than they are. So we can <laughs> put those on our shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Wow, unbelievable. So, uh, Mason, Mason, tell Mason Walls, tell tell me how you feel about that. How did you feel about that first practice session? Tell me how you feel about uh, going over on the uh, EWA tag team champions. Sean uh, Wayman had some great points there. How did you feel about it? Well, I, I'm not going to – he pretty much said a mouthful, so I'm not going to uh, elaborate too much, but I will say this. As soon as we found out we were uh, facing Storm Cruise 2016, butterflies. I, 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 I'm just, you know, my stomach, I was just like, wow, this is this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was almost surreal. And the thing is, um, we also had to, you know, come to reality that 
we're facing. So it's just at, at the same time, you know, we're a little shocked, but at the same time, we had to, you know, and uh, we know that we have one goal, which is to pretty much win, or do our, you know, do our best to win, of course. So, um, <clears throat> just with, with that being said, and fighting through the match and everything like that, it, it was just a, it was a great battle. I didn't think we would uh, make it on top, but we did, and we're showing that we're a strong faction out. You know what I mean? We definitely cemented our names now in the EWA. We're like we're establishing that we're now here. We have a victory over them, and those tag team titles are not too far behind that. You know, because I'm going to be one of the people, along with Sean, to allow them to know, don't forget that they got to help them up. I mean, we're the new guys, we're the rookies, that's fine. But at the same time, we beat them. We definitely beat them one, two, three. Doesn't matter how it happened. Thank you to the Dark Horses, but we definitely still got the victory regardless because we were the ones in the uh, in the ring by the end of that count, not them. So at the same time, we definitely, uh, you know, put in the work and we uh, came out on top. Now, do you think that uh, Desert Storm, being the upstanding citizen that he is, understood you <laughs> guys? Were... That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Even they said that's funny. <laughs> so, understanding that you guys were kind of new, you know, maybe they took it easy, you know, and uh, kind of, you know, let you guys pull one over. Is, is that a possibility? Maybe they took you guys for granted. Maybe they didn't see you guys as a challenge. Is, is that that the possibility that you're asking for, yes. Big Ugly? Or, or, or maybe we were just better that night. How about that? You know, maybe we were just a lot better, you know. Uh, we, we got the jump on them. We got the jump on them. If they, if they wanted to, I guess, so-called, like, really beat us and say that, hey, these guys are rookies, we're going to beat them to prove it, they didn't do a good job of it because um, at the end of the day, the gun show is now went on them. So as far, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it was a hard battle. We almost didn't, you know, we almost didn't make it, but we made it. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, with the save and all like that, uh, regardless of the situation, we still got the victory. So, um, those guys, they're, I mean, they're the sponsors, though. They aren't, because they, they give us a hard-fought battle. I mean, shoot, they kind of hurt me in that ring a little bit. But at the same time, I was still able to collect myself, me and Sean, and get together and get the victory. So, at the end of the day, we scrambled up. We, we, did, we, we did what we had to do. So, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, those guys aren't no sponsors, but we still won at the end of the day. You guys won, absolutely. And that was, that was a great thing. Free practice session. There's another one coming up in June. So uh, make sure you check out EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook for that. Also, EWA Ringside. Now, Big Ugly, you were there at Faith No More 2. I was there. We were, we've were. we been talking about that. So it looks like we lost Mason Walls for a moment. Let's get him back. Keep going. Oh, back. we'll keep going because we're going to talk to Sean Wayman here for a minute. We, we lost your tag team partner, um, Sean. But uh, we'll, we'll get him back. We didn't lose you too, did no we? Problem. Oh, we still oh, no, got I'm here. here. I'm here. I'm here, Mikey. Okay, so we're going to talk to you a little bit about that uh, main roster debut. We're going to talk about Faith No More 2. And the gun show actually uh, got their shot, and they came out in a tag team match against veterans, as you mentioned earlier, John Berg and the Baltimore Butcher Blood. And in their corner, they had a lot of help. They had Vinny Versace. They had Bump. And they had Ray C. Hawkins, which we're going to get into later. We're not going to get into that right now. But tell us, uh, Sean Wayman, you know, how did it feel to come out of that curtain for the first time? You know, on the main stage, on the main roster, and to come out. Now, as you mentioned, you guys were not victorious in this match. But it was a fantastic match. You guys had a great showing. Tell me your thoughts. All right. Um, as far as how I felt like prior to coming out of the curtain, I can tell you it, it was nerve-wracking. From the time my music started playing, I, I instantly got butterflies, you know, I, um, 
I'm not calling spitting literally sweat, but you know how to use the phrase sweaty palms or, or cold feet, however, whichever you want to call it. Uh, to go back and look at the photos, it's the reason why Mason came out first. Because <laughs> he was kind of like the moral support going out first for me to follow through. I was really nervous going out there. We had about between what, three and 400 people at that event that night. That yeah, correct, that's Mikey? absolutely right. Um, there right. was and, at least and, and, three to four hundred people in there. Absolutely. Right, and that, that's the biggest crowd that we've been in front of uh, during our during the practice session. We probably had sixty or less. So it, it's a big jump going from going from two digits to three digits, especially being in the three hundred. Um, it was a great it was a great match. Uh, I still had the welts on my chest from from burst from burst chops as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those, those chops are no joke at all. Yeah, that hurts, um, doesn't it? Oh, it hurt really bad. Every, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it hurt everybody's ears when that smack landed. Oh, my goodness. Um, overall, it was a great match. It was a great experience. Um, unfortunately, um, we didn't come out We didn't come out undefeated in that one. We were looking to go 3-0. Unfortunately, now we're 2-1 in the EWA. Um, but we did earn the respect of John Bergen Blood. You know, they raised our hands following the matchup as well. Um, and like that's, we, we feel as though that's one of, the, one of the best things you can get. Uh, from, from an opponent is to earn their respect, especially from a veteran, to raise your hand in the middle of that ring, especially during your main roster debut. So Absolutely. As, as, far, as far as we're concerned, like even though we've had matches in the past, that was our EWA debut, where where the EWA community as a whole to like to come together and actually like see us, and we get to take on great veterans like John Berg and the Baltimore Butcher Blood. That's right, and the EWA country was, uh, I mean, there's a lot of fan favorites in that ring. I mean, you guys have gotten a following pretty quickly. And uh, Mason Walls, we got you back on the line, I believe, right? Yes, sir, I'm here. Sorry about the technical difficulties. That, that's all right. You know, I think that uh, the gun show just got a little. Hey, what are you doing over there? Hey, are you running from the cops? That gun show was real. Oh, uh, no, no. Unfortunately, uh, that's, that's an ambulance coming along down my street. Oh. So I apologize. Oh, hey, you know what? Things happen in Baltimore. We understand this. And that's what Have EWA country is. <laughs> that's what EWA country is all about. <laughs> Mason, um, <laughs> we're talking about uh, your your main roster debut at Faith No More 2. And uh, Sean Wayman was talking about, um, you know, coming out and, uh, you know, having that match with uh, John Berg and the Baltimore Butcher Blood. You know, how it was a great experience to be in front of that many people. Um, biggest crowd that you guys have been in front of at this point in time. And uh, what were your thoughts um, coming into that match and then coming out? I know you guys weren't victorious, but how did you feel about that match? I mean, I felt like we did uh, pretty well. You know, we, we uh, fought hard, definitely. Um, Blood and Bird, they just were the better guys that night. I mean, we fought hard, we survived the battle, but we lived to fight another day. So as far as I'm concerned, I feel, like, really great about it because um, we got great reactions from the crowd. Like, the people were with us, you know what I mean? Like, I felt even even stronger, like, hearing them behind us, you know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I felt all the energy, all the energy from the crowd and everything like that. And it's just that it, it kept me going. Even though we didn't win, it kept me fighting. Like, it kept me, you know, kept me alive in that match. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, I'm just so eager to, you know, get back at Tall Cedars and, like, get in front of that crowd again. It makes me want to fight that much more for them because they've done so much for me as far as that one that one uh, Tall Cedars they do. It's done so much for me. I mean, we've already had uh, two practice sessions, and we've been in front of, uh, you know, a few people. But that one right there, it really gets so much more. I guess because, it's, you know, it's a bigger place, uh, more people, but it gave me that much more power, that much more strength. 
you know? Absolutely. And, and you bring up a good point. You know, the next time you guys get in front of a Tall Cedars uh, Hall crowd at um, EWA, uh, it's going to be more than likely Friday, July 29th, Summer Sizzler. Uh, we don't know what's yes, in store. Sir. Yeah, that's right. We don't know what's in store for the gun show as of yet, but I'm sure we're going to be able to follow it. Um, you know, we've got a couple more questions for you guys, but you guys have Facebook pages. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, if everyone uh, wants to look up the gun show, just uh, you know, just type in the gun show like the fan page. You can look uh, Mason Walls. Um, on Facebook myself, as long as uh, uh, with Sean Waven, but uh, you can uh, find them on there as Jeff Waven. But um, Sean Waven is also on Facebook as well. So we're both on Facebook individually and together. So uh, look up the gun show, like it, and you know. Jeff, if I can uh, piggyback off what he just said, uh, Mikey D, uh, if you actually. If you actually go to Google and you type in Facebook the gun show, we are the only gun show that you will find. Um, and we actually come up very first on the search. If anyone has technical difficulties, find us in the Facebook search bar. We're the very first search you can find on Google. That is a great point because you want to look these guys up. You know, we want the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners to look them up. We want everybody out there to look up the gun show. Uh, Sean Wayman, or as he might be known on uh, Facebook, Jeff Wayman, also Mason Walls, and uh, look up the gun show page specifically. Look that, look all that stuff up. And uh, I want to put this out there: the gun show had some cool shirts on, didn't they, Big Ugly? Very cool. At uh, I Faith love the No More, uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, one of them was left out there actually after that match, and I picked it up, and I was, uh, you know, like, hey man, we need to put this on the EWA merchandise table. Um, so can I get a shirt? <laughs> coming out uh, for the next show because we uh, got berated with questions after the show and everything like that. And uh, that's another thing that helped, you know, helped me feel good. And I know Sean felt the same thing. Like, you know, we just felt so, like, you know, so over. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I mean, I knew we would get a positive crowd reaction, but I just didn't know it, was, it would be that, like, you know, that much, that heavy. I mean, you know, we came out there with uh, individual shirts. We didn't come prepared, of course, because we didn't, you know, we didn't know how, how everything was going to go. But now that we know, we got a lot of work to do, you know? You do. Before you have a lot of work to do. And it's, it's, it's going to come to fruition. I know it is. Um, now, gentlemen, uh, it's been uh, – we, we, we had a great uh, conversation so far, but I want to get into something. Again, this is the elephant in the room. This is how I mentioned this earlier. Um, Big Ugly and I were talking about earlier, Faith No More 2, the whole show was fantastic. You guys had a great debut. Uh, something happened at the end that is – just it's still sticking with me i got emotional earlier talking about this and i might get emotional again but i want to get a perspective uh from a couple of guys on the roster um and you guys uh, i'm sure you know what i'm talking about ray c hawkins um, yeah we know hey, i know what you're talking about mikey sean just go ahead sean go ahead and talk to me about that just uh, we 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 told the story uh just tell me what's going through your mind about that um well it was shocking um, especially for that c- coming from TJ of all people. Uh, TJ, he's carried the company for the longest time. Um, he's always actually been the guy, you know, th- that we would go to for guidance. You know, if we had questions in the back of the locker room or whatever the case was. And, like, I feel as though that he, that he turned his back on his fans and all the people who supported him, uh, not just his fans, but also the EWA locker room. Um, and it, 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 was kind of, it, was, it was hard to watch, not just, not just the assault itself, but, like, the way the crowd reacted as well. Um, from the time the kick connected with Ray, the entire room just went silent. Um, not to mention, you know, you had, you know, you had the chance to show Mr. Jones there and the horses, and then also TJ there just surrounding, like, this man who can't even defend himself. It was, it was a pretty disgusting scene. 
we couldn't we couldn't do anything about it. And half of the roster who did try to do something, um, they all got taken out, including the owner Jim Christian. Um, on the footage, you were the only one out there who was left standing, Mikey. Like everybody else had gotten put down by the horses and TJ. Yeah, and then was Jones. Absolutely, and the reason I had mentioned earlier, and, and I think uh, you know, some people may know, is I, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a fighter. You know, I, I'm a ring announcer. I've been a referee. Um, I, I just figured, you know, there were four guys in that ring who are now known as the supremacy. Um, you mentioned T.J. Sykes, the Dark Horses, and the show Mr. Jones. Um, they, they were they were out for blood. They were taking out the whole locker room. If I get in there, I'm just going to be, you know, just another victim. No pun intended. Um, but I, I tell you, I, that's why I was trying to. I knew get, you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I did. You're a fan. Um, but you know what? I just I just knew that I was just going to get laid out too, but I was trying to get everybody else up off the floor. I was trying to call for help. I was trying to, you know, just distract them long enough to so I figured they might get out of the ring, but unfortunately they didn't, and um, Racy Hawkins got kicked and dumped. Uh, Mason, um, tell me how you uh, feel about this whole thing. Uh, wow. Um, well, for starters, it's really one of the most disgusting acts I've ever seen in my entire life. Seriously. Like, Ray C. Hawkins did nothing to deserve that. Nothing at all. And here's the thing. I, I, I don't think any of us seen it coming. Any of us. Because the thing is, I, you know, people looked up to TJ. Hell, I looked up to TJ. I had a lot of respect for him until that very moment and, uh, uh, that him, the horses, and Jones got together and just committed this act. Like, I also have respect for the horses because, they, you know, they assisted us in our, you know, in our first uh, match against uh, Storm Cruise 2016. And, you know, I had so much respect for them. But now I don't respect none of them. Jones is another story. But um, as far as TJ and the horses, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm appalled. I, I can't believe they would do this. Seriously. Like, you know, Ray, Ray C. Hawkins is somebody who's not even physically able to do for himself. So to be put in that situation is like, right, you've got to be kidding you know, and I and I'm so and I beat myself up about it a little bit because Racy Hawkins is a great friend of mine. You know, Ray Ray is a good guy. He's genuine. He he loves this business. He'll do anything for this for this business. So to put him in that situation, where though he he was helpless to do anything and to defend himself, it's just completely, completely, completely out of character. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm just you know I'm appalled and. I now have no respect for T.J. Sykes. I have no respect for none of the Dark Horses, and I definitely don't respect Jones either. Like, they, none of them get any respect for me at all. All right. So, um, Sean, I mean, I would ask both of you guys have uh, mentioned the Dark Horses and how they helped you guys, um, you know, with your, with your, day, with your uh, first match uh, with Storm and Cruz. So, do you see yourselves uh, following in their footsteps? Do you see yourselves aligning with those guys in the future? Uh, not at all. I don't, I don't see ourselves aligning with the dark horses at all. Um, at one at one point, possibly, or you or we could look at them as well. I won't say we could look at them as great opponents because they will be great opponents. Like they'll definitely be a challenge, but it wouldn't necessarily be as friendly of a challenge as okay, we'll see who the better team is there. It's, now it's more so, okay. Um, we want to take we want to take your spot. Like we want to come up in a tag team division. You know, you you had you had you had the supremacy going on. You're you're picking on Ray. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's not necessarily seeing it as made a better man win. It's more so the gun show is going to win. 
not just for us, but like we can also do this as a way to like they could probably, they could probably share radio, like seeing us not the horses out of out of the tag team contention, or or perhaps Blood and Bird can knock uh, Ray's friends will knock them out of contention. But the bottom line is like like no member in the supremacy, as far as we're concerned, like deserves to move up the totem pole like um of EWA for any championship. And and I feel as though that TJ Sykes, I feel as though his days may like that they may be numbered as heavyweight champion. Because I don't think I don't think Joey Badami is gonna stay down from this at all. Um, especially like he's uh, Joey Badami, he's worked really hard to get to that heavyweight championship match, and and the way he lost that match because because of uh, because of the show, Mr. Jones, and it was it was pretty much it was a dirty victory, really. It was a very dirty victory on TJ's part, and it was a great match going on, and I felt as though you know made a better man win, but it turned out to just be almost a setup. And the whole and the setup got the entire roster knocked down, and it, and it put Ray in danger as well. But as far as the gun show is concerned, um, the dark horses, um, they're the simply opponents, and they're in our way. And we're gonna get to those tag team titles, whether they like it or not. Mason, how do you feel about that? Uh, in, in general, I would say I really, really, really used to look up to the horses because when when they were champions. They, they were something that, like, you wanted to be, like, champions, leaders, you know what I mean? Uh, people that the fans cheer for. Like, the Dark Horses, they were a hot commodity. They definitely were. It just, it made, it made me, and I know Sean, too, it made us both want to be, like, like that, you know what I mean? To face off against them in a match of respect, you know what I mean? Like, to, to try to get on their level and everything like that. But since this has happened, I now have, like I said, I now have no respect for them, and I only look forward to facing off against them just so we can beat them down and make them feel helpless like they did Ray. Now, I, I hate to see, see uh, seem a little vengeful, but it's just the, the situation is so infuriating. And I, I, I just don't know how to, you know, I just don't know how to, like, you know, think about it and see it all over social media and, and not feel something for it, you know? Like, as far as I'm concerned, now, like I said, I don't, I don't want to be nothing like them. I want to be better than them. Matter of fact, me and me and Sean right now, we are being better than them. We're probably going to be the next the next guys that uh, are going to be the leaders. You know what I mean? That's going to you know lead lead in a positive direction, and nothing like you know, no disgusting acts, no you know, uh, doing nothing negative. So as far as far as I'm concerned, like I still feel you know very distraught about it. I'm just you know. I feel you. I, I feel you, Mason. I, I feel both of you guys. Mason, Sean, I, I completely understand. Um, oh, my. More, more noises. Hey, I tell you what. Um, we know you guys um, are backing Ray C. Hawkins. I'm backing Ray C. Hawkins. You know, I hope he comes out of this. Uh, Big Ugly, I know you saw this, and you, you were shocked and appalled as a wrestling yeah. fan. Like, I mean, I've but, been outspoken in calling TJ a coward. You, uh, yeah, I mean, we're all going to have bullseyes on our backs, but I'll tell you what, um, TJ, with the ultimate sign of disrespect, um, Dark Horses, you know, gained a lot of respect for a long time here in the EWA, having great matches, um, doing great things, having a big fan base, big fan following, and they screwed that up, and the show Mr. Jones is just a guy who's, I don't know if he's riding their coattails, but I mean, he was... As we mentioned, he was attacking all night long, coming from every direction. Um, and I tell you, the supremacy, I, I have 
a beef with the supremacy. And if I have anything to say about it, I'll go down to the EWA Pain Factory. I'll get in the ring. I'll train with the Gun Show, and I will, I will step in the ring next time. I'm not, I'm not gonna stop from myself from stepping in the ring. If I get my head kicked off, I get my head kicked off. But this is not gonna happen again. EWA is taking back over. Supremacy, you're going down. So I'm sorry. I just cut a promo. I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all right, man. It's all right. We're all feel a certain type of way about this situation. The situation is so sensitive. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I will roll with the gun show. You mean I've seen your ride. You guys parked right out in front of the pain factory. You know that? And uh, I've seen your ride. I'll get in there. So uh, you you guys can fit me in the backseat or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, we can. We can have that arranged, Mikey D. I mean, you guys have the guns. I mean, there's a lot of room for the guns, you know. But, uh, I mean, I I, I could fit in there somewhere, you know. Um, But, uh, hey. (laughs) <laughs> I tell you what, this is, uh, I want to thank you guys for talking about that. I know it's a sensitive subject. Uh, we're going to end on a lighter note here. I want to, I want to talk to you both about something. Um, we talked about a little bit about how you guys got into wrestling, got into the business. Let's start with you, Sean. Um, what is your favorite match of all time? And also with that, who's your favorite professional wrestler of all time? Sean Wayman. Uh, um, I actually have a couple. Um, when I first started watching wrestling, um, it was actually, actually around uh, the year 2001. Uh, actually, I would actually say it was like probably late 2000, 2001 when I actually like got emotionally attached into wrestling. I started watching in probably 1998, 99, you know, just simply being a fan. I didn't fully understand what was going on. Um, I was in my room. My sister comes in. She's on the phone with her friend and says, hey, my friend's brother is watching wrestling. She thinks she might like it. So I asked her, oh, what's wrestling? And she basically tells me this is the way she put it. Oh, it's, it's guys on a it's guys in a ring beating each other up. So naturally, being a eight an eight nine year old kid, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch. Uh, this is back when SmackDown was on UPN, and around this time, you know, um, I remember like it was yesterday. There's Commissioner Foley in the ring, the roster is surrounding it, and they're trying to figure out who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin at the, at the Survivor Series. And on that night, um, I learned all the major names on the roster at that time: uh, Triple H, The Rock. Uh, at the time, Tess was a big name, being in, being uh, being connected with Stephanie McMahon, uh, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys. But the one that caught my eye the most, it had to be The Rock. Um, not, not not so much like you know, I didn't see him wrestle that night. He didn't wrestle that day. But it was like the charisma he gave off, the way he could make the crowd react without even speaking. He'll have you on the edge of your seat in anticipation of what he was about to say. Um, he'll deliver a few lines then he'll get quiet. And even me watching Russell for the first time, I was sitting in anticipation wanting to know what he was going to say next. Because The Rock always has something interesting to say. It would either make you laugh or you'll, or you'll agree with it completely. Like, it was it was really easy to get connected to a guy like The Rock. And he's still one of my big-time favorites today, even though he's more so in the movie business. But, um, but I would say my first time getting emotionally connected in wrestling was WrestleMania 17. Uh, Jeff Hardy, um, he's always been like one of my top favorites because I like his style, like his style of dress. He always likes to be different, stand out, and that's always how I try to be. I always want to be different, stand out, you know, try to like think outside the box. The emotional connection came when he attempted to swan song up the ladder and missed. You know, at that moment, I'm thinking, wow, my favorite wrestler just died. And... And, like, I didn't really feel that. I didn't really know about it being more sort of an emotional connection. So I thought about it years later when I was 17 and 18 years old. And we all know at the end of that night, The Rock also faced off against Stone Cold. And the 
hurt and they lost. And around that time is when I thought, I want to do this. And I looked at my mom and I told her, I'm going to do that one day. And she was actually at our debut when we defeated Storm Cruz 16. And it was an emotional moment for her as well. But, um, I was, but, just, but just to answer your question, I got a little long-winded there. I'm like, yeah, I apologize. But, uh, Don't ever tell like, me that you can't talk again because you you can talk. <laughs> you know that? Both of y'all. Both of y'all. Uh, I can definitely talk when I'm passionate. I'm really passionate about this business. I'm really passionate about wrestling. And like actually when I was 10, 11 years old, that's, that's actually when I started, I guess, training. You know, I, I, was, I would like see like videos. You know how they had the vignettes of Triple H and these other guys doing push-ups and pull-ups. That's how I learned what a push-up and a pull-up and a squat was. And I would just I would just do them in my room. And as I'm doing them, I'll be watching SmackDown or Raw. And in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, as long as I keep doing this, I'm going to be in that ring one day. And here I stand today. Here I stand today with my partner, like a brother to me, uh, Mason Walls, with Gun Show, and we're gunning for those EWA Tag Team Championships. That's right. You guys are gunning for the EWA Tag Team Championships. A lot of great information uh, about John. Uh, Hey, you know what? That that was. I tell you what. Hey, you said your mom was there at um, the uh, EWA Faith No More, correct? Uh, yes, sir. That's correct. What's her name? Uh, uh, it doesn't name. matter what her name is. <laughs> I had to do it. You love the Rock. I had to do it, and you fell for it. That was awesome. There was a pun intended right there, Sean Wayman. Something tells me I got a receipt coming from that one sometime in the future. Um, I think he can bench more than I weigh. So, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm in trouble. So, hey, hey, thank you for rolling with that, Sean. I appreciate that. Uh, hey, no hard feelings. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, Mason Wall, same question. Um, tell us about that. Favorite wrestler, favorite match. All right, well, this one's going to be a little complex for me because uh, my mindset uh, has now changed from, you know, when I first started uh, to watch, you know, uh, wrestling at all in, in, well, WWE in 2005. But uh, I do have a favorite match, though. And um, my favorite match, you know, of all time right now, because there's so many matches, but I'm trying to narrow it down to one and uh, be specific about it. I like Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin Raw 2005. That was like one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Just to be on Raw, like I felt, I felt like that was a pay per view match. You know, it, it was hard fought. Well, we all know that Shawn Michaels is a legend. You know, this, this guy is like one of the greatest performers of all time. We know this. But when I when I saw Shelton Benjamin hanging with Shawn Michaels, I saw me because I saw like I saw hope. I saw this athletic guy. You know what I mean? That was hanging with Shawn Michaels in every way possible. Now he didn't go over in that match, but the thing is, uh, he definitely hung with. Him. He gave him the fight of his life, and that's what that's what uh, that's what I saw. Like when I realized that that could be me, hanging in there with a legend. You know what I mean? Like you know, fighting with the legend, trying to define myself. You know, as well in the process. The match was just so it was so story told. You know what I mean? It, that match really spoke to me, and I like it a whole lot. Like I can watch that one over and over. I 100% agree with you. Uh, that That is one of the best matches I remember seeing. And, uh, you know, I think you probably know what we're talking about too, Big Ugly. Um, and Shelton Benjamin was not a main event player, not not consistently anyway. Right, right. You know, 
but he hung with Shawn Michaels, and I know Shawn Michaels makes everybody he you know wrestles and, and works with look like gold. But Sh- Shelton Benjamin held he his own go. that night. Oh, he can go. Yeah. Oh man, he can really go. And I can definitely see where you're coming from, Mason, about that. Um, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, yeah, that's that's an excellent example of uh, you know. It was a pay-per-view quality match. Uh, I mean, and that's I, I know that's what you guys want to do. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what, what show you guys are on, where you are on the card, who you're facing. It doesn't matter. You guys are going to give a five-star performance. I know that. Um, I want to make sure they feel what, what I felt. During that match, I want to make everybody. It doesn't matter what, what kind of match it is, whether it's a, it's a tag team match, whether, like, whether they, you know, uh, try to, you know, uh, put us in handicap matches or whatever. Like, I want to make sure I get the same type of performance or at least try to every single time. Because the thing is, that, uh, what I felt from Shawn Michaels and Shawn Benjamin, I feel like everyone should feel that. Especially if I'm going to uh, take a stand and be in their shoes. You know what I mean? I want everyone to feel that. Absolutely. That's a great point. Fantastic point. I tell you what, that that's a good place to... Uh... I, I I could talk to the gun show all night long. You know what I mean? But uh, I tell you what, this, this is good. Yeah, here all night long, I right. <laughs> We we could hang with the gun show sometime. I mean, yeah, like I said, we might not have a lot of room in their car because they got the guns going. But I tell you what, um, you know, and and, if, and and I'm sure you know you want to talk about you know taking care of yourselves. You know, as far as the fitness is concerned. Uh, you know, as far as uh, eating right, living the right life. I mean, these guys are perfect examples of that. Um, both of these I guys. I definitely talk about that all day. I know you could. I know both of you could. You know, uh, if you follow these guys on Facebook, you're gonna see these guys hanging and bagging uh, out at the gym all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Um, you're gonna see them, you know, kind of uh, doing uh, pro wrestling drills right in the middle of the, right in the middle of public, right in the middle of the gym. You know, these guys. We don't be shame. We do not care. We will do it anywhere, whether it be in a gym, whether it be outside at a park, a playground. You name it, we'll do it anywhere. That's that's the passion. Absolutely. Every opportunity is an opportunity to train, Mikey D. Look, look at that. That's another game. Every opportunity is an opportunity to train. I like that. That's great. You know, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you guys tonight. Big Ugly, you got some uh, final thoughts right here for the uh, gun show? Uh, I just want to ask, so if you guys could tell me what workouts could I do to uh, lose weight while continuing to eat cheesesteaks? <laughs>
Well, if you got to overeat, I can understand that. You know, you you got to you got to bulk up a little bit. I mean, I know you got the guns, but you want to put some mass on yourself. Mason, we're going to ask you the same question in a minute. But I want to tell you guys my workout. Now, it involves cheesesteaks. So, okay, so you go to <laughs> Check this out. So, you go to Philadelphia, right? You got Pats and you got Geno's. Right there, I mean, you can look at both of them. You could just stand right across the street. Now, do you get one or do you get the other? That's 9-inch cheesesteaks. Um, whiz wit or whiz without cheese whiz. Now, if you put a nine inch cheesesteak in your left hand, you put a nine inch cheesesteak in your right hand, and they're full of meat, full of cheese, you can do dumbbell curls with these things. And you know what I'm saying? Wow. And then wow. you can lift it up to your mouth, and then you can put the protein in your mouth as you're doing that. As you're working out. And wow. you're working out, you're getting the cardio, and it's getting lighter as you're doing it, so you got more repetitions, you take small bites. Now, I don't know if this, I don't know if this makes any sense. But I tell you what, uh, and we're putting. Yeah, that's, thing, that's actually called a drop set, Mikey. That, a drop set. See that? Look yeah, at that. It's called, it's, called a drop, it's called a drop set. Like you do the workout and you take weight off as you rep it. It's called that, a drop set. That, there it is. See, I'm telling you what. I am on the gun shows. I am on this program. So I tell you what. This is great. Now, I'm, we're putting people over again, Pats and Geno's in Philadelphia. We're not giving addresses. We're not giving prices. But I tell you what. They're fantastic. Um. You know, and that, that's where we're going to stand with that. Uh, Mason Walls, so do you believe in the cheesesteak cardio workout? Or uh, what, what Sean was saying or what I'm talking about. Uh, for me and the Big Ugly, what can we do? And what can the Dirty Ugly Wrestling uh, Podcast do to um, the listeners to help get in shape and get, get bigger? To tell, tell us. Well, I, I, I hate to, I hate to um, you know copy what anybody said, but I watched uh, an interview uh, by Dolph Ziggler, and he said something uh, that kind of stood out to me as far as that. Now, and this is uh, coming from him personally, uh, because, you know, he's been asked the same thing about working out and stuff like that, and um, for me, like, literally, uh, I'm a small guy, so I have a uh, fast metabolism and stuff like that, so it, it's different for everybody as far as I'm concerned, but when I heard him say this, I'm like, that can work for almost anybody. So Dolph Ziggler uh, says that... Uh, Pretty much, he he works out seventy percent of the time, and uh, I think what do you say? He works out seventy percent of the time, and uh, you know, as far well as far as eating good versus eating bad, he eats bad thirty percent, eats good seventy percent. So it's like you gotta find a way to balance it out and still make sure you work out twice as hard. You know, especially if you're gonna do cheesesteak thing. If y'all want to do cheesesteak thing? That's fine. That's, that's cool. <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with it. I, will, I love a good cheesesteak every once in a while, but make sure you follow that up with a hard, you know, a hard routine workout, no matter what you do, you know, lifting weights, uh, you know, doing cardio, you know what I mean? Like, you know, running treadmill, just running in general, uh, you know, calisthenics, you know what I mean? Like anything that, you know, anything that's working out that's going to, you know, make you sweat, burn calories, you know what I mean? And especially for the cheesesteak, because cheesesteak has a lot of calories <laughs> along with protein. But let's, let's focus on the fact you got a lot of calories in general. That's <laughs> bread, that's meat, that's sauce, you know what I mean? Everything is calories. So it's like, that can be good, but if you don't follow that with a good workout, you can't expect to get any type of results. There's just one result, and that's just being flabby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I tell you what, we got uh, both ends of the spectrum there, and appreciate both of them. I, I, I do got, I, I got one more, and this is, this is a more serious question. So you got, you got all of these workout videos coming out, you know, like your Sean T's, and they're telling you that you can get these amazing bodies in, you know, 20 minutes per day. Do you guys believe in that, or do you think you, you need to spend more time per day working out than 20 minutes? You know, does it take more than that? Now, I, I can touch down on that. Um, so, like when I when I was younger, believe it or not, I had I had a little bit of I had a little bit of a gut 
Um, so I actually started doing Tabo, you know, back when Billy Blank was the most popular before Sean T came along with his stuff. Um, the 20 minutes a day, it is good, especially if you're a beginner. But over time, your body is going to get it's going to get used to the whole routine. So you have to add, a, you know, you have to add extra into it. Um, it's, it's, um, and for working out, it's called plateauing with a workout. Your body gets used to it, so you won't see any further results from it. But you, you can fix that um, with something. You know, it's called muscle confusion. You can work the same muscles doing different workouts. You know how like you won't just do squats for your legs. Maybe you'll do leg press. You can do uh, jump squats. You can do lunges. Like there's always a different way to work the same muscles. And believe it or not, it helps put different stress on the muscles to help it grow. But um, 20 minutes a day, that's good. That, that'd be good for a beginner. But you would want to extend it as you go along, or or your results will stay the same. Especially if you start eating a little more because you're burning off that energy. So you, you, so you will be hungry. Uh, you will work out and you will be hungry. That's why people find dieting to be so difficult. Because as you work out, it helps boost your metabolism. It takes energy from you. You want to put it back inside of you. But I would definitely say uh, do more than 20 minutes a day. And if you have to, like find something that you enjoy so it won't feel like that you're doing a workout. Uh, me, personally, me personally, my cardio, um, I don't enjoy running as much. Um, but I will run, but I would, I prefer to do parkour or, or I also skateboard, just all from cardio as long as your body's moving. Some people like to dance, some like to do yoga. Um, just got to find something that works for you, something that you enjoy, and it'll be something that you'll consistently do, and it'll, it'll help keep your body in shape because it won't feel like that you're going to the gym thinking, oh, man, I have to run for 30 minutes. I can't wait for this to be over, as opposed to, you know, like, going to do yoga and say like man i can't wait to get in the gym and do yoga and before you know it you've done yoga for two hours and you don't even feel like that you worked out yeah now sean i do parkour too was that was that you that did a gate vault out of the ring say that one more time i said i do parkour as well and i, I remember one of you when you when you got out of the got out of the ring after the match was over at faith no more Two. you uh went over the ropes into a gate vault did you do that uh, uh that, that was actually mason oh that was mason that did that okay yeah, I was like, man, that's a clean gate vault. <laughs> Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to go that good. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, we, we got a lot of information here. We got workout information. We got EWA information. We got gun show information. I, I tell you, the merchandise is going to come out. Not only the shirts, but maybe the workout videos, um, the nutritional uh, information. I tell you, the gun show's got a world ahead of them, and uh, you know they're going to be able to help a lot of people out with all of this. I tell you what, uh, this has been a great interview. I can't wait to see the gun show next time in the EWA. Can't wait to follow them on Facebook. Um, can't wait to see anything that they put up. Uh, we got, as I said, Sean Wayman. We got Mason Walls, the gun show, and uh, yep. they are... They are going to make a name for themselves, not only in the EWA, but I do believe that one day they will be the EWA Tag Team Champions. How do you I feel about that? It. You can believe it's, it's that? The truth. The truth. It's not just something to believe, Mikey D. It's only a matter of when. I can't wait to announce it myself because I'm going to be out there. And, you know, and, and Mason, I know you have mentioned this before. I'd like to referee the match at the same time and then announce it after it's over. So, I w- you know, I would like to referee it, count one, two, three, and then say, and, and I'm going to do it just a, and here are your winners, the new EWA Tag Team Champions, the gun show. It's going to happen one day. It's going to happen. 
My D, my D, I would love nothing more. I would love for all of that to happen in that sequence. In that sequence, yes. In that sequence, I love yeah, it. You have the mic after in your referee shirt. Don't even change in your referee shirt. Say, give me the mic and the new EWA Champion Champion, the Gun Show. I, I've done it before. I can do it again. I, and uh, I tell you what, I think I'm gonna be getting my hands a little bit more dirty now with the supremacy hanging around. Uh, I think uh, we're going to need all hands on deck, and we're going to... We're in this together, man. We're yeah. in this together. We're in this together. We're going to take them guys down, and it's going to be EWA yes, country, uh, and yes, we're going we're gonna to take back over. Gentlemen, thank you. Very, yeah, that's right. Gentlemen. <laughs> I don't <laughs> use that term loosely. I do mean this. I, I, I want to give... One more shout out. You guys keep saying you're you're smaller built guys, and yeah, you guys are not. I, I tell you, as far as stature goes, and I want to just put this out there: the gun show is a, not only a fitness thing. It's not only that they they are jacked. You know, when you look at them, these guys got muscles in places I didn't even know I had places. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, these guys, it, it's a state of mind, and you can hear it in the passion in both of these guys' voices. So um, this is what, you know, the world of professional wrestling, that's what this business is all about. I'm really glad to be working with these two guys. Uh, these two guys are a great influence, and if you guys do follow in the way of the dark horses, I quit. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to hang it up. I'm going I'm to be done, because I can't, I can't see it happening. But... Um, you guys got great heads on your shoulders. I've always said that. Um, I'm a gun show fan, so I, I'm a gun show fan. I need a t-shirt though. <laughs> you need a double oh, X, I think. Yeah, I need a two X. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you're gonna see all kinds of stuff coming up from the gun show. Uh, Mason Walls, Sean Wayman. Thank you very much. We appreciate you taking time out for us tonight, and we will see you. Uh, at the free practice session that's going to come up in June, date pending. And we're also going to see you at EWA Summer Sizzler on Friday, July 29th. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We, uh, we'd love to be on here again sometime, all right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come out to the mansion. <laughs> all right, no problem. Come out to the mansion. All right, the mansion and cheesesteaks. We got it happening yeah. for the gun show. <laughs> oh, man, somebody bring me a cheesesteak because I don't know what I need. I'll bring the right. best friends. Uh, you, oh, that's right, bench press. I mean, he's going to bench press me after I eat those cheesesteaks. Gentlemen, thank you. Take care. All right, no problem. Bye-bye. Those are uh, a couple of cool guys, aren't they? A couple of cool guys. I would say the hottest tag team in EWA right behind Storm and Cruz. What would you say? <laughs> you know what? I got to say Storm and Cruz, they are the tag team champions. But I want, I want to see this match again. Uh, not at a free practice session, but on the main card – on the big show, I, I want to see it. Maybe it's Summer Sizzler, um, maybe down the road. I want to see these two Lockhorns for the EWA Tag Team Championship. I, I do want to see it. I tell you what. So uh, that has been a great interview. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys listening to us here at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, you know, it's been a long show. It's well, this is going to wrap up our EWA segment. So. It, yeah, it's segment. Yeah. This has been the EWA the whole show. <laughs> Man, yeah. I tell you what. EWA, the whole show. Listen, I, I think we're going to – that's a good place to cut it off. That was a great interview. Um, so i tell you what. Next time we come back. Next time. Next time we come back. We're going to talk about um, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules, uh, yes. You know, they, there's a lot happening in Extreme Rules. We got uh, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles in an Extreme Rules match for the WWE uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Um, we're going to have a submission match 
for the EW, uh, EWA. Listen to me. I, I'm, I got EWA on the brain. For the WWE Women's Championship, uh, Charlotte, without Ric Flair, her father, in her corner, facing off against Natalia. Which is, you know, and uh, I don't want to stay too long. You know I know. What? No, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it. It's already been long enough. Because we're going to get we're into it. Go, yeah, you gonna, know we're going to get yeah, into we're gonna it. we're going to go off on another tantrum. Tantri- <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, 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 extreme rules on another podcast. That's right. We're going to talk not, about it. Because you guys know me. I'll start rambling. And next thing you know, it'll be another hour. That's right. And we've been broke down like two weeks of Raw. So, you know. It, <laughs> and we appreciate yeah. it, though. We do yeah. appreciate it. Um, i tell you what. What else is happening? Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin going one-on-one again in uh, a no-disqualification match. That's on the kickoff show. Uh, snooze bets? Oh, okay. Uh, well, you never know. You never know. Um, you know, Baron Corbin. Hey. I, I just got to say this. I just got to say this. Baron Corbin is going to be like Tess. The gun show mentioned Tess. Yes, back they in the did. Day. He's one of those guys, rest his soul, he's one of those guys that the WWE really wanted to push as like one of the main guys, but just never really had, to me, what it took to be that top guy, especially with the people that were in the company back then during that attitude there. I, I feel you. I, I see where you're coming from on that. And uh, we could get into Baron Corbin. Yeah. I know we can. But I tell done. you that what, we it. will. I'm I, not, I'm I not agree with you. Anything else. Uh, because I know if, if we start talking about um, the Vaude villains, uh, that is going to start a whole new conversation between you and me. I will say this one one thing. I, oh, gosh, oh, I keep doing it. it. Damn it. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to say this last thing, guys. So I will say the Vaude villains, the last week on Raw, when they attacked the New Day, um, that, they, that was good. That was a good segment. It made them Are look, you putting over the Vault Villains? Unfortunately. Oh my it, goodness. It made them look it made them look vicious. It made them look like true uh competition. Cause it's two guys essentially that took out three. Even though they did it from behind. You know, it's like, you know, it just made them look vicious. Um, I still think they're boring. I still think they don't have a chance uh, to ever get over with the audience. Hey, but I did enjoy that segment. I, I did too, and I love the time machine. Let's just put it that way. So um, we have a tag team match. For the WWE World Tag Team Championships, it is going to be the New Day defending against the Vaude Villains at Extreme Rules. Um, also, uh, for the United States Championship, and I, I love this match, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into it. Uh, Kalisto defending against Rusev this time, yeah. not Ryback again, but Thank Rusev. God, <laughs> one, one thing I did like about the Rusev thing was how he put uh, Kalisto in the. Uh, I don't even know what his move the is The accolade. Called. Yeah, the accolade. And, and he, he like, wouldn't let him go. Ah. It's like he was trying to break his back. Yes. And I liked it. It looked bent him like yeah. ridiculous. It reminded it me of the old Rusev. Yes. So I liked it. And I hope so because I like the old Rusev and I like the old U.S. title match and we, we, we uh, the, the title challenge and all that kind of stuff that John Cena did. We're going to get into that, I'm sure, on the next podcast. Um, I tell you what, The Miz defending his Intercontinental Championship in a fatal four-way match against Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. And I'm just going to say that Everything that the four of these guys are doing these days, no matter what combination it is, whether they're on commentary, whether they're in the ring, it's gold. I, I love it. Uh, I'm sorry about that. We got some. We got, a we got people outside the mansion. Uh, they want to get in. They want to be on the yeah, podcast. They want to be on the podcast. We'll call security. So, <laughs> security. not the security that was at the EWA face. I before. knew it was coming. God, oh my yeah, not goodness! Those, not those guys. Uh, let me tell you something else. Uh, the Usos and the Club, which is Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, tag team match one on one. We've been seeing a lot of them back and forth because of this whole main event storyline. So I think it could be a decent match. Um, so that'll be somewhere yeah. in the card. Might be the coming um, match. Hey, I'm just loving the fact that on SmackDown you saw AJ and the Club get vicious with Roman Reigns. It's almost like it's almost like they were heels, but I love it. 
I love it. I just want to. Oh, I love the way they just dominated Reigns. Yes. And the Usos. And they, and they are tweeners. So, I mean, you know, you don't know. Like Roman Reigns said, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just the guy. So, I think all of them are tweening right now. So, you don't know who's a face and who's a heel, but you know it's going to be good stuff. Yeah. So, I can dig that. Um, also, and this is really interesting. This has just come up in the past week. Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho are going to go one-on-one in the first ever Asylum match. Which um, you kind of got a preview on SmackDown. If you watch SmackDown, yeah. um, you, you kind of saw that the weapons are hanging above the steel cage. And, yeah. and these are great weapons. Is it still steel cage? It is like a steel rules? cage. Um, so I'll tell you what. I don't, you know if it's a, I don't know if it's pinfall, submission, escape. I don't know how this is going to work. Um, it doesn't mention here. Uh, we, Wikipedia. We're going to put them over too. We're going to pay Wikipedia. Son of a. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So it's an asylum match. I think it's great. Um, I tell you what. It is a steel cage, but it's got a lot of weapons. It's got another potted plant in there. There's a fire extinguisher in there. There's a mop and a bucket. Um, and then you got all the uh, the barbed wire, two by four. You got the uh, um, kendo sticks, chairs. Everything's up there. So this is going to be a great match. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. And, of course, we have the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Roman Reigns. Um, I don't hear any booing. Uh, uh, that was late. Rain that was sucks. delayed reaction. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I tell you what, against AJ Styles. And I'll tell you something. Uh, the in-ring work, I still say, is great. And we're going to get into this a whole lot more um, on the next podcast. We're going to go over extreme rules. We're going to talk about um, results. We want your feedback. I, I know we've said this before, but please give us your feedback, whether it be on WWE, on EWA, on us, what we're doing on the podcast, what we can do better, what you would like to hear, what you would like to see. People want to hear and see Nikolai Volkov. Some people do. Uh, people want to hear and see different type of segments, uh, different type of uh, content. Please comment on our Facebook posts. Comment on our Facebook page. Send us messages through the Facebook page. Send us an email at dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. We thank all of you. We do, don't we, Ugly? We we do appreciate um, all of our SoundCloud followers. Um Please uh, continue to follow us. Continue to spread the word about uh, Dirty Ugly uh, Wrestling Podcast. Um, soon, um, I said we got the YouTube channel up, so we will be posting on YouTube as well as SoundCloud. Um, thanks to our good friends over there at um, Baltimore Post Examiner, yes. Jack Hash. I'm sorry, I just had a brain freeze right there. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm saying. It was these, frost- <laughs> it's these Frosties yeah. that were double fisting. You know what I'm saying? Frosties and cheesesteaks. Yes. So thank you to Jack Hash um, who gave us some tips on how we're going to spread this out. And, um, yeah, continue to uh, follow us on SoundCloud, man. Listen to us when you're driving to work. Um, I always talk about that, and that's because I listen to podcasts when I ride to work. <laughs> I have a long car ride. Some of you guys might not have long car rides. But if you do, it's always easy to pop on a, uh, a podcast and listen while you're going. And uh, we just talk a bunch of BS about wrestling. That's right. And uh, some serious stuff about EWA, which uh, greatest – Indie promotion in Baltimore? I say the greatest indie promotion on the East Coast. Uh, maybe the, the hottest thing going today. And I don't even consider it. I know it's an independent wrestling promotion, but it's it's hard to even call it that just because of, I tell you what, the exposure we're getting, everything is happening because of this Racy Hawkins. It's not the best way to get out there, get your name out there. But I tell you what, um, EWA pushes the envelope. Obviously, EWA will... Um, shock you surprise you and i'm i'm shocked and surprised myself and i tell you i'm gonna get in there 
I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna fight back. I, I don't like this. This the the supremacy thing. Uh, EWA needs to take back over, and we need to get Storm. That's your boy. We need to get Cruz. We need to get all that. And this has been an EWA filled podcast, and we appreciate you listening to it. And hopefully, Desert Storm always does the right thing. Mikey. Always. He always does the right. Even thing. when he kidnapped that girl. Come on now. Uh, I don't know. Is there he evidence? held a woman is, hostage. Is there evidence that he held her? Hostage yes. against her will. Let me tell you against something. Against her will. There are YouTube videos. Some people are into that kind of stuff, Dirty Mike. Yeah, that's why they call me Dirty Mike. But <laughs> there's YouTube confirmation on all that stuff, and you can go back and check that out on EWA on YouTube. But you know, Eastern Wrestling Association. Anyway, uh, enough of that. So, again, like Big Ugly said, uh, you know, follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, we always say we're not right, we're not wrong. We're just, we're just fans. fans. Yeah. And and we love uh, wrestling. We love pro wrestling. And we're going to talk about on the next podcast, WWE Extreme Rules. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver. We're going to talk about uh, TNA actually has a pay-per-view coming up, Slammiversary. I didn't even realize that, first of all, they had did pay-per-views anymore. I wonder how much it's going to cost. I'm not going to buy it. But I, don't I didn't have, realize they were still in business. Th- they sure are. Um, you know, they still got the Impact Zone. They're still in business. Uh, Lucha, <laughs> pop TV. You got yeah. Pop TV. That's right. Pop <laughs> TV. That's right. Thank you, John. Thank you, John Willie. John Williford. Um, I tell you what, Lucha Underground is still awesome. I got to go back and watch my DVR for uh, you know, Lucha Underground for this past week. I uh, can't wait to watch it. Um, and, and get out there and, and, and support, support professional wrestling. I mean, you heard Sean Wayman and Mason Wells talk about this. Back in the late 90s and, um, you know, early 2000s, professional wrestling was it. That was the entertainment to watch. You know, it was hotter than baseball, hotter than football, hotter than anything you can think of. And there's a potential uh, to get it on the independent level and also on the professional uh, worldwide mainstream level to get that back again. Um, Big Ugly, I know you're a fan. I'm a, uh, I'm a huge fan, um, obviously, of wrestling, and uh, as most of you know by now, if you've continued to listen to this long podcast, that I am a fan of EWA wrestling, um, and so this is my in- first independent promotion, and you know I already put it over pretty hard in the beginning of the segment, so I'm just going to stop talking now because I continue to ramble on. We all do, and that's what we do, and we want you to be on this podcast. We want you to contribute. We want to we wanna ramble on with you, so... Um, this has been a great podcast. We're going to see you soon. Uh, this is Dirty Mike. This is The Big Ugly. And we are going to talk to you soon. So we say it at the end. Deuces. Peace. Wait, weren't we supposed to do it together? Oh, wait. We were, weren't we? Oh, gosh. One, One two, three. Deuces. Deuces.